Paranorm podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we chat all things true crime and paranormal. I'm Emily. I'm Sierra. This week we are talking paranormal slash... I feel like... Okay, it's definitely both because it's it's super fucking sketchy at the beginning. Um, But, like, I focus more so on the paranormal aspect. Okay. Like, it's got... It's very... It's super fucking qualified for true crime as you will see in a moment <laughs> okay so like it but like i was like i was on a mission uh-huh because i wanted to talk about some ghosties okay you know yeah you, you feel what i'm trying to mm-hmm. say okay um but before we do how the fuck are you are you are you better you were in a weird headspace when you got home are you are we are we coasting like coasting coasting Probably, sure, we'll get there mm-hmm. at a different vibe right now. It's definitely better. Okay, good. Um, I was concerned. Me too. Okay. Uh, now I just have a headache, so I'm not sure. And you took drugs. I did. And I'm on drugs. <laughs> yes. Guys, I'm just going, can I, can this just be like a disclaimer for the episode? Um, <laughs> I finally got pain medicine. Um, so I took some and it is, uh, like it's, it's tremadol. So it's, it's kicking my butt. Um, I'm going to try to get through this the best I can. Uh, so forgive me if I'm just like super, <laughs> super just like, just, like out all of, it. of a sudden you're just like yeah, over here. I, I feel like I'm already spacey, mm-hmm. you know, like I, as a person, I'm a, I feel like I'm a spacey kind of person because I jump from one thing to another, but in my but head, not spacey. Okay. Okay. All right. I feel like I'm a hi- I'm definitely a hyper person. Yeah. The tremadol makes me very spacey. Mm, okay, gotcha. So, um, I'm gonna try my best. But anyway, how was your week? Let's talk about you for a moment before we get on me. <laughs> Let's give me a break. Um, so it was like a spirit week at school. Oh my god, guys, she looked so cute every <laughs> single day this week in her little outfits. It was it was so fucking funny and uh. so fun, <laughs> especially because I'm stuck at home. I was like, oh my god, what? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna go to bed and then you're like what should I wear I was like oh man okay (laughs) I'm here I'm game yeah so I feel like whenever something is going on like that like the week is already gonna be weird yeah um so it was weird but I don't I think it started off okay and just go it just got more off the rails the longer we went how so just the things that people were asking me oh okay yeah just like hit like the peak today and I was just like I yeah cannot I know you said you were just like overwhelmed deal like with this you were you were doing what is it AP testing today yeah correct and she was like I had like six voicemails from just being gone like how long were you even gone uh three hours three hours and yeah. like six voicemails and then while you're trying to return a call didn't you say you had another mm-hmm. voicemail why oh my god yeah. no I can't. I can't stand it. <laughs> I literally, when I left, I was like, I'm going. Don't send any more calls to my phone. <laughs> and then I got a voicemail afterwards that I saw when I got home. Oh, my God. I can't. Like, I can't deal. Well, that's going to be for next week. Because yeah. Because I'm 
over at Vern this week. The spirit, I feel like the spirit week aspect was fun though. I mean, um, Monday was like your regular like school spirit day, mm-hmm. and then Tuesday was hippie day. Yeah, tie dye slash hippie. Which the skirt she was wearing, guys, was like on point. One, I loved <laughs> it in general, but like for hippie day, it was perfect. And then Wednesday was twin day. No, Wednesday no. was um. Did Wednesday even oh, happen? Because I don't even remember. Wednesday was crazy hair slash hat day. Oh, yeah, that's right. And she had, like, this Pirates of the Caribbean hat. It was pretty mm-hmm. funny. Um, and Thursday was twin day. Thursday was twin day. And then today was senior day, mm-hmm. a.k.a., like, old person. Slash, if you want to do, like, actual seniors, that's fine, too. Yeah. So, um, she used my wheelchair, and that mm-hmm. was pretty funny. But, yeah, so... Um, it's it's been an uh, interesting week. Yeah. yeah, and next week is senior week, so next week there are events, but there's not there's no like dressing up. Oh, okay. But it's like events for seniors, so it'll be. I think well, and there's um Tuesday is the awards night, which I have to help at, and then Wednesday is the talent show, which I'm helping at. So. Oh, okay. First time you hear about it. Yeah, that is. I feel like there's nothing more I would hate in life than going to a talent show. (laughs) Or a parade. Um, I don't really like parades. Um, I liked them when I was little because, like, who wouldn't like, like, as a child, getting candy thrown at you? Yeah. Um, but now, one, it's too loud. Uh, two, people are very close to you. And, uh, three, there are often than not clowns. I just think they're pretty boring, like, in general. Yes. So. I concur. Because you're just watching the things go by. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't really care. Now, it is, okay, now, like, it's different for, like, um, Mardi Gras. Like, that's a whole different level parade. One, because I watch, like, this is so nerdy. I watch, like, three documentaries on how they make the fucking parade float. Oh, yeah. And that is intense, like. Yeah, when they like when they actually like build the flow and yeah, move like, and yeah, things yeah. like that. But like your regular thing. like parade where like your ROTC is in it spinning some fucking rifles. I'm like, okay, whatever. Not that big a deal. Um or like the car is decorated. I'm just I don't mind like the I don't mind the marching units. Uh-huh. Like the you know, the ROTC, the flags, the marching band, whatever. Yeah. I don't mind that part. I just don't really care to see ten different restored tractors <laughs> and, and like cars. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. Like I like that you did it and it looks really nice. Yeah. And like that skill and you know My I, mom's gonna be so mad at me for saying this, but I can't stand like the majorettes and stuff and she was one. Mm-hmm. But like I just think it's so boring like mm-hmm. okay cool you can spin a stick around in a circle that's why I don't like sports because you're just throwing a ball back and forth <laughs> I don't understand at least yeah. in hockey they beat each other up <laughs> and then they get sit to time out and that's just oh, like a child yeah that's peak <laughs> entertainment right there um oh, yeah. anyway. but anyway so our parade hatred <laughs> who would have thought I'm um just indifferent yeah it. yeah I'm still at home <laughs> Super great update, I know. Um, I go Monday, which is yesterday for you guys when you're listening to this, to get an injection into my hip. Um, mm-hmm. Not looking forward to it. It's going to be painful. Yay. Um, I mean, 
let's not stray from the norm, I guess. Um, so. yeah, no. Why why would we want to do that? Like more things getting stabbed into my hip. Yeah. Super fun time. Oh, speaking of things being stabbed <laughs> into my hip. So the week before last, I went and got an MRI, which is like a MRI with um, injection into the hip where they like inject fluid. Super fun. Yay. But um, the cool part was we met one of you guys there. Um, one of the radiologist technicians, her name was Brittany. She's super sweet. Super sweet. Hi, Brittany. Um, she, she like something, I think she saw like my pop socket or something like that. And she was like, oh my God, hi. And I was like, oh my God, this is so weird. Um, <laughs> 10 out of 10 would not recommend, uh, doing that interaction while I am in a hospital gown <laughs> about <laughs> while you were about to stab me. Um, but no, she was so sweet and, uh, she clearly liked Sierra better than me, which is, <laughs> I'm not salty about. Um, she's like, oh my god, I love you guys, but like it. Um, I was like, yeah, Sierra's here, and she goes, no way. I was like, yeah. She goes, she like you don't understand. She's hilarious. I was like, girl, tell me about it. Um, so yeah, no, it was really fun. Uh, her and her mom listened. So hi guys. Um, yeah. So it was super cool. It was super weird. Um, just like like I don't I think I'm get, I, I would ask for a picture but like I was like girl you were about to stab me four times in my hip like <laughs> not now <laughs> not, not right now but thank you so much <laughs> um is there any way we don't have to do this uh, but there there was and I had to do it so yay but no that was really cool it was I came back out and I was like Sierra <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then so. just chilling out there in the waiting room, unbeknownst to me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really cool. Really, really. It was cool. And it was also like, hmm. kind of awkward. <laughs> this, this is my life. Honestly, yeah. like, I could not imagine our first interaction going any different. <laughs> like, if that's peak Emily moment yeah. right there. Like, yeah. just, that's, that's my luck. My luck is very, very, very strange. So, yeah. All right, we're going to get on to this? Yes. Okay, so um, let's talk about some fucked up shit. Uh-oh. But, like, what else is new? <laughs> um, anyway. Last one was pretty messed up, so. <laughs> that well, two has... times ago, well, last one was messed up, and then two times ago was, like, I don't even know where to go with this, so here we go. Wait, what did we, we talked about the cult last time. What did we talk about before? The devil made me do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love me some conjuring. Okay, anyway. Um, we are discussing the Villisca Axe Murder House. Super happy, lighthearted name. Like, just in, in pours so much joy. joy. It just, like, it's peak Emily. <laughs> okay. Um, so in the early 1900s, Villisca, Iowa, a Midwestern town of like 2,500 people, real small. Um, not as small as mine. Not as small as your town, but you're not going <laughs> to name for like safety reasons. <laughs> but like your town is small. Um, so businesses lined the streets and there were several dozen trains that pulled in and out of like the depot on a daily basis, daily basis, daily basis. It's guys. It's, it's the meds, okay? I'm not losing my fucking mind. So, uh, mm, okay. According to D.N. Smith, a Chicago Burlington Quincy Railroad employee, I got through it, man. Way to go. Um, Visca, Visca, Okay, it is V I 
from Iowa and I'm pronouncing it wrong, don't email me. Um, it was, it meant like pretty place or pleasant view. So in 1912, the town built the only publicly funded armory in the state of Iowa. The, uh, yeah, the company house there, like, like participated in the Mexican expedition, World War One, World War Two, as well as the Korean and Vietnam Wars. So like, it, this town, this town had some use. Mm -hmm. On to the people. Josiah B. Moore was one of Villisca's most prominent businessmen, and um, he he was like he was like a no nonsense kind of dude. Okay. Like, when it came to business. Mm -hmm. Came to everything else, everybody was like, he was wonderful, like, you know. Like, he was well real, dude. real strict with the business part. Yes. He met Sarah Montgomery, who, a little bit about her. She was born in Knox County, Illinois in 1873, which is forever fucking ago. <laughs> um, and moved to Iowa with her like parents. 150 years almost. Yeah. Um, moved to Iowa with her parents and her sister and around, like, 1894. Mm -hmm. When she was 39, um, her and Josiah married on December 6, not 1999, 1899. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they had like a really cute little family unit. Mm -hmm. They like spent, they were super involved in their Presbyterian church. Like they were well liked by their neighbors. Mm -hmm. Josiah was like a, you know, the prominent business person, yeah. but like, yeah. Thank relational. you. Um, you fill in a, you fill in my words like regularly, like when I'm not even like spacey, but like I feel like you have to do so more this episode. So I'm gonna need you to just, like be on it. I'll be on it, oh, man. God. Okay. Okay. You're welcome, everyone. Um, so one Sunday evening, June 9th, nineteen twelve, Josiah and his wife Sarah took their four children, Herman eleven, Catherine ten. Boyd, seven, and five-year-old Paul to the Children's Day service at the Presbyterian Church that I mentioned. Um, they brought along two of, like, the children's friends, Lena, uh, 12, and Ina Stillinger, their sisters, okay. who was eight. So, Lena's 12, Ina's eight. Um, they're, they're, like, they lived uh, down the street from them, mm -hmm. um, and the parents asked, if it was, like, cool if they could spend the night with the children, you know? Oh, yeah, I got you. So the Children's Day service was an end-of-year Sunday school program. Sarah was the co-director, and her children performed their little speeches and, like, um, recital, whatever mm -hmm. it is, along with the other Sunday school members. So the service ended with, like, a, you know how all church services end? Or, like, all church gatherings where, like, everybody <laughs> talks forever, and you're just kind of, like a kid waiting for them to shut the fuck up and you're like can we go home i want food um i saw that taco bell on the way here i would like some like please um so it lasted until about 9 30 p.m so emily's Ew. stomach has started to eat itself um when paris parishioners left on like it was like super cloudy damp and cold so gross yeah um no one suspected that neither the moors nor their two little overnight guests, mm -hmm. would ever be seen alive again. Oh, my goodness. Super cheerful, super okay, happy. here we go. I was in a great mood today. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was. I got a lot done today, y'all. Like, I was kicking ass in our little garden. I cleaned the house until I fell. <laughs> uh, so I felt, I felt productive. I, yeah, I was productive. Okay, so they... 
walked, the Moores and the, the two Stillinger children, walked three blocks to their home, um, had cookies and milk, and ended, like, everything on, like, a good note, and yeah. went to bed. Sometime after midnight, the killer or killers picked up Joe's axe from the backyard, entered the house, and bludgeoned to death all eight of its occupants. Super chill. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by 7.30 a.m. on June 10th, Mary Peckham, an elderly neighbor, also known as that nosy bitch, mm. um, became concerned that the Moore's house seemed quiet and deserted, which... I mean, with six children in it, you would... Yeah. Um, she called Joe's brother Ross, which Joe is Josiah's nickname, mm-hmm. um, a local pharmacist who arrived about 8 a.m. to look around, so like 30 minutes, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really cautiously inspecting the downstairs, and it revealed two figures covered with a sheet in the back bedroom. He also saw blood on the bedstand. Um, Ross stepped back and away from the crime scene and called Joe's hardware store, telling employee... Ed to fetch Marshall Henry Hank Horton. Holy fucking shit. No. Um, because something terrible had happened. Hank arrived about 8.30 a.m. Seriously, you're going to go by Hank when your name is Marshall. You could choose from Marshall or Henry. I feel like Marshall or Henry would be like... I guess it would depend on like what your dad was called. I guess so. Or it might just be like Marshall. Like, you know, like a marshal. Oh, yeah, probably. Okay. Still, Henry is better than Hank. Yeah. My name's Hank Hill. I sell <laughs> propane and propane accessories. <laughs> I fucking love female. <laughs> Boom Harris is my favorite. <laughs> is he the one that turns out to be the... Texas Ranger? Yes. Yeah. Yep, he sure is. Okay, anyway, enough about my secret love of Hank um, Hill. Um, I lost my train of thought. They fetched the marshal. They fetched the marshal named Hank. Um, he arrived at 8.30. He did. He went through the house and found, as he told Ross when he came out, quote, somebody murdered everyone in bed. Oh, okay. Just putting that out there like that, I see. Yep. Uh, the partially cleaned murder weapon was left leaning against the south wall of the downstairs bedroom where the visiting Stillinger girls were found. The killer had added two bizarre touches to the murder scene. The first four-pound piece of slab bacon leaning against the wall next to the axe. Um, a four-pound piece slab of bacon. Why would you waste something like that? Honestly. Could you could you imagine? Were they, were they just carrying it around, or I mean, okay, it makes okay. So I first heard about this case when I believe it was in that's why we drink. It might have been wine and crime. It was one of those. Um, and um, apparently this dude like spends time in the house. Okay, like hold on, let me finish talking. Okay, let let me let me keep going. So um. The murderer had also searched dresser drawers for pieces of clothing to cover the mirrors in the house and the glass entry doors. Mm. Yes. Um, On the kitchen table was a plate of uneaten food and a bowl of bloody water. So, like, he had rinsed his hands. Uh Or hers or they's. Um, So, I just find it really, really fucking creepy. One, that you would leave bacon untouched. That's, That's rude. Two, that you would cover all reflective surfaces like that. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Sounds very suspicious. It is very like, suspicious. Almost like he couldn't. Suspicious. Yes. Almost like one. It, it, okay, two things make sense. One, they couldn't look at themselves mm-hmm. because of, like, what they had just done. Or two, there's a demon following them around, which is mm. kind of the wavelength I'm floating at at this point, okay. um, just because of what I get to later. Or three, I'm adding number three all of a sudden on the fly. It was aliens. Hmm. Not sure I'm with you on that one. <laughs> So far. <laughs> okay, so the reason I'm floating at the demon thing is because probably because we just watched The Conjuring and they had that whole mirror mm-hmm. thing, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And I also watched something else today that made me think demons, so. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? There was a lot of questions. But I love how we've uh, already assumed the gender of he, so. Because, like, honestly, I don't think, a, like, a woman... Women are capable of some crazy-ass shit. But, like, I feel like when it comes to brutally murdering and lifting up a heavy-ass axe, I don't know if you guys have lifted up an axe, but I can't get that bitch over my head. Right, and then... It's heavy. Like, to murder them fast enough... Yeah. ...that they're all still in bed. Yeah. Like, It's wild. I mean, they could have left the bacon out themselves. No, because they had milk and cookies and went to bed. Right, but I mean for the next day. Maybe. Depends. Maybe it was frozen. Yeah. And they were leaving it out. But they left it leaning against the wall by the axe. Well, maybe he just left it there. He moved it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's weird. Oh. Okay. And a place of uneaten food. What in the world? So weird. Next to a bloody water bowl. Was he interrupted? All of the victims were found in their beds, mm-hmm. their heads covered with bedcloths, and their skulls had been battered 20 to 30 times with a blunt end of an axe. The ceiling of the parents' bedroom and the children's room upstairs showed gouge marks apparently made by the upswing of the axe. Uh, though Lena Stillinger's nightgown had been pushed up, she had like been left exposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, doctors concluded that she had not been sexually assaulted. Lena had also, like, had a blood stain on her knee and alleged defensive wounds. She was the only one that had defensive wounds on her. So she was probably last? I don't know. It's like, you would think, well, if he killed him first, then she would wake up. And then yeah. Like yeah. Um, so the Moore Stillinger funeral services were held in the town square on June twelfth, which is really like they're on it. Yeah, with the seriously. funeral, um, with thousands in attendance, National Guardsmen blocked the street as a hearse moved towards the firehouse where the eight victims laid. Their caskets, not on display during the funeral, were later carried on like several wagons. And I think I don't think I put this in here, but it was like I think there was like fifty. It was like 50 carriages long, the procession, I believe. Mm. Um, I can't remember. I, I think it was 50, which is, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. Um, so the caskets, again, the caskets weren't displayed, and they were later carried on several wagons to the Villisca Cemetery for burial. So this is where things get weird. On June 11th at 5.18 in the morning, the following like the murders, 
uh, Reverend Lynn George, Jacqueline Kelly. What is with these fucking I do names? That's a lot, man. Um, left Villisca on board the westbound number five train and allegedly told fellow travelers there were eight dead souls back in Villisca, butchered in their beds while they slept, he said, even though the bodies had... Okay, so this was... I'm sorry, I made a mistake. It wasn't the 11th, it was the 10th. So they still hadn't been discovered yet because it's okay. 518... When he's saying this. Right, in the and morning. And the neighbor, Mary, hadn't discovered them until 7. Right, okay. So, Kelly had arrived in Villisca for the first time the Sunday morning of the murders and attended the Sunday school performance by the Stillinger girls um, before departing early Monday. He returned two weeks later and, posing as a detective, joined the tour of the murder house with a group of investigators. Because, let me tell you... This case was so mishandled by investigators. It it honestly it rivals the John Bonet Ramsey case with how many people just came in walking through it. Like they literally were like, like, oh, that's a fingerprint. Let me clean that up. Mm. Like I get that this isn't, you know, it's not modern. like modern, but like holy fucking shit, man. Like, no common sense. No common sense. These things were just, like, brushed out of the house, like, cleaned up with a rag. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> it is astonishing. Um, so, he became, like, prime suspect number one um, a few weeks after the murders. And after being alerted by recipients of his rambling letters, because he sent letters, Sierra. I think. Yeah. Um, Kelly, the grandson of, like, he was, okay, Kelly's an interesting dude. He was the grandson of English ministers, and he had suffered a mental breakdown in adolescence, and I don't know why. (laughs) Um, couldn't, couldn't tell you why someone suffered a mental breakdown during adolescence. So, since immigrating to America with his wife in 1904, Kelly had preached at Methodist churches across North Dakota, Minnesota, Kansas, and Iowa. So, like, he had reason to be there, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Um, he was assigned, like, to be a visiting minister to several small communities north of Alaska, where he developed a reputation for odd behavior. He had also been convicted of seen, sending obscene material through the mail and had spent time in a mental hospital. And um, the obscene material, you asked, uh, was, <laughs> it was basically him describing how he would murder people. Okay. Who I wronged him, or, like, who wronged him in his mind. Okay, I got you. Like, not actually wronged him. Mm-hmm. Like, your wife looked at me weird on the Sunday service. I'm going to chop her into little pieces, or I'm going to stab her and feed her, feed you her head. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that's one way to go about it. Yeah. So a grand jury indicted Kelly for Lena Stillinger's murder, and he was interrogated throughout the summer of 1917. Interrogated throughout the summer. Why? Mm-hmm. 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 Um, while we have time to change your story. Yep. So this was while he was in jail awaiting trial. So on August 31st at 7 a.m., Kelly signed a confession to murder saying God had whispered to him to, quote, suffer the children come unto me. He is, 
this is this is my problem. This is my problem with this. We have a mentally unstable dude who has been interrogated, interrogated, extreme Mm. quotation marks around that, for several months now. Something's going to be a little weird. I feel some coercion coming in. You know? Yeah, this is definitely... So, Kelly recanted his confession at trial, and his case went to jury on September 26th. The jury deadlocked 11 to 1 for acquittal. A second jury was immediately, like, formed, formed, um, but acquitted Kelly in November. So, no one else has ever been tried for the murders, and the crime remains one of the most horrific unsolved mass murders in American history. Um, honestly, duh. But, like, after everything was so fucking botched with the investigation and then how they fucking focused on, oh, look at Charles. He's dancing. Hello. Charles is one of our new fish. We Oh, did we say this? We have three new fish now. We started with four, but I gave them a 48-hour rule where I was not going to name them and get attached. Mm -hmm. Um, So now we are down to three. We have a silver gold gold. Um, silver gold fantailed goldfish. Her name is Maeve. We have two plecos. The larger one's name is Charles, who is dancing on the tank um, glass at the moment. And then the smaller one's name is Noah. Maeve is... Do you see Maeve going over there? Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck are you doing, homeboy? Okay, anyway, super exciting news, I know. You guys are all so concerned <laughs> because I was really crushed last week when Emmett died. So, um, where was I? Um, no one had been tried. No yeah. one else. It's still fucking unsolved. And um, what is one of my biggest pet peeves, Sierra? Unsolved mysteries. It is, I, can't, I can't deal with them. <laughs> they really, really irritate me. So anyway, now, naturally, a house with such a super dark, mysterious past quickly attracted rumors of a haunting. Mm-hmm. On November 7th, a visitor to the world-renowned Velisca Axe Murder House which is literally, they have a sign in the front yard, a very large sign, very large, um, that says Velisca Axe Murder House. I mean, they couldn't come with anything else with <laughs> anything else other than that. <laughs> oh, man. Like, they couldn't just call it after the family or something. No. It's a Velisca Axe Murder House. It sounds like the house act was the axe murder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so um, November 7th, okay. 2015, 2014, I'm sorry. Um, the year before I graduated up. high school. <laughs> the year after. A terrible, terrible time. The year after. I graduated college. Yeah, that's wild. I don't really notice our age difference until we talk about things like that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, a visitor was rushed to a nearby hospital after being found with a self-inflicted stab wound to his chest. What? Yep. He arrived with a group of friends for a, quote, recreational paranormal investigation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. According to Montgomery County Sheriff Joe Sampson. Aw, Sampson. Um, Sampson is one of my favorite dogs that I watch, guys. He's a, he's a little fat wiener dog, and I love him so much. Um, anyway, so, quote, from my understanding, this is Joe Sampson speaking. Okay. Um, from my understanding, he was alone in the northwest bedroom and the rest of the party was outside. He called for help on their mobile two-way radios. I want (laughs) walkie-talkies. I want walkie-talkies 
so bad it's not even funny. I don't know what the fuck I would use it for, but I feel like I need a walkie-talkie. Like, I could get a black one, and then I could um, put little black rhinestones on it, and then have, like, a little skull or something on it. I feel like I could rock a walkie-talkie, not a rocky talkie I mean, I could probably call it a rocky talkie and nobody could tell me differently. <laughs> you didn't play rock music through it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like your intro theme, so you play, like, a little snippet, and then you say what you have to say. Oh, yeah. Like, this is Emily coming in hot. Yeah. <laughs> like a radio DJ. What the fuck is that noise? Um, it's Emily's walkie-talkie. Don't talk about it. <laughs> Eventually, the, all Don't your, like, out. employees would just be like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. Don't ask her about her walkie-talkie. Okay. Anyway, so his companions, which, honestly, if you found me with a stab wound to the chest, one, don't pull it the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, if you ever get stabbed, I know shock is a wild, crazy thing that'll make you do wild and crazy things, but do not pull it out, okay? Do not. Leave it in there. It's it's stopping things from happening. Just leave it in there. Um, anyway, they, they found him stabbed in the chest, and apparently it was self-inflicted. So they called 911, and... Um, Morrison was brought to a nearby hospital before being taken by helicopter to Creighton University Medical Center in Omaha. Okay, so Morrison goes on to say that he felt compelled to do so. I figured that's where I was going. Yeah, so um, it's that's just very, very strange. I feel like very intimidating. So scary. Yeah. Like, Something is, like, you just, like, are doing it, but you don't know why, and you don't know, like, how to stop it or control yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking frightening. So, now I'm going to go on and just um, read you some accounts from from some guest. Okay. Okay. So, quote, for the entire tour, I felt like there was someone watching me. I had just had that feeling of eyes on the back of my head, and it made me get goosebumps, which can definitely confirm, like, I I definitely get that feeling. Like, yeah. if I'm somewhere, like, when we were in the main house, where we stayed in Maine, it definitely felt like someone was watching you. And you can always tell, like, when someone's staring at you. Like, do you get yeah. that? Do you get that feeling? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So this trick goes on to say, my friends and I were lucky enough to get some male and child voices on the EMF recorder, which, No. <laughs> quote there were also some distinct footsteps heard upstairs in the attic <laughs> it was really creepy <laughs> i mean okay then um so the house was actually lived in for years after the murder uh although families never stayed for long they described the house as being creepy heavy and um very very dark there is not a single, like, ghostly thing that has not been reported in the house. Disembodied footsteps, things moving, voices, apparitions, which it seems that um, the apparitions are mostly of the children. Yeah. Um, kind of like the girls, um, and I think it's the Stillingen girls that are seen most often. Mm-hmm. But there aren't very many pictures of the other girls. Um mm-hmm. Which, which is sad. 
Yeah, you know, because like they died too. Like yeah, no, I mean there wasn't like to begin with. There's not many pictures. Oh, there's not very many pictures they, of the family. I gotcha. Um, so it's just it's a little sad, but uh, many things like shadows will appear. Like tour guides have described how they'll round a corner and it'll look like there's um someone standing at the end of the hallway. Yeah, but there's no one there. Mm-hmm. Don't love that. Um, and there have been m- what's described as bad vibes, which well, I feel you. So a clothing iron in the kitchen moved from on top of the stove into the middle of the floor um, while one of the people were staying overnight. Voices have been captured on EMF, like I said. A closet door on the second floor was seen moving on its own, which I don't love that because, like, I need my door, my closet doors to always be closed. Like, I cannot yeah. go to sleep without my closet door closed. Like, it's it's a thing. You just come out of there. Like, whew, and you're like, okay. Like, I can at least hear the closet door opening. This is my logic. This is my very sound logic. <laughs> um, so, a ball has been seen moving on its own. Like, you name it, Velisca Axe Murder House has seen it. So, visitors not only bring their, like, own beliefs and stuff like that and their camera and their paranormal gear, they also bring toys. Don't love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> For these children to play with. Um, so a bunch of the, like, a, a, a bunch of the visitors have brought, like, toys to leave behind. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where the ball comes from. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, cool thing, though. Other than, like, regular daylight tours, which are only $10, um, you can also book an overnight stay into the house. Um, just like that prison. Uh-huh. It's $438 no. for no. one to six people and then an additional fee for the rest of them. But 10 buckaroonies for a daylight tour. Yeah, that would be okay. You would do it? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so that is my case. It's a short one for you guys because last week was so long and um, I'm pretty drugged up right now. So <laughs> I don't think I could take much more. Um, but yeah, so I <laughs> literally was, I got sucked in to the fucking Road Trippers magazine <laughs> for this <laughs> one um, because like the, the article they wrote on it was super fun, one. And then two, it's just like, <laughs> this is fucked, man. Um, but yeah. So, that is my case. Is that the only person who, like, reported injury somehow? Um, like severe, severe injury. Like, some people feel, like, hands. Yeah. Um, not a whole bunch of scratching, which is mm-hmm. something, because the scratching's a lot of times associated with demonic shit, mm-hmm. um, which I don't love. But, um, yeah, so, I feel like stabbing's pretty fucking brutal, though. Yeah, it is. And that wasn't that long ago, 2014? Yeah. That's interesting. Very interesting. Like, I feel like that's kind of weird. I just want, you know, very few, mm-hmm. like, instances like that. Like, what, what did he do? <laughs> he must have had some serious bad vibes. Yeah. Like, because that's like, get out of my house kind of. Um, yeah, that's like, I need you to die, motherfucker. Like, kind of thing. That's not just get out of my house. Like, that's what if the chest. Like, related to the person who. <gasps> oh my god, that's wild. I mean, I don't know, but like. Oh man, and they sense that. Yeah. They're like, you fucking murdered us. Yeah. Hot damn, Sierra. 
Oh man, that's wild. I, I don't know, but like, what else? I would, didn't like, think of that though. That's it, totally what possible. Would give them like such strong reaction to. Yeah. That. That's wild. I don't know. It sucks that it hasn't been solved or anything. I really hate unsolved cases. Like, somebody the other day was like, um, have you heard of such and such unsolved case? And I was like, I don't like doing unsolved mm. because they bother me and I stay up. I already won. I already can't sleep at fucking night. <laughs> so I don't need something else that's going to, like, send me over the edge. Right. Um, I there's do, not necessarily real answers to find. Yeah. Like, um, it already bugs me when I know missing people are missing mm-hmm. because that really, like, as you guys know, it breaks my heart. Um so, yeah. That's why I haven't done one in a hot minute, because I I need some sort of yeah. mental reprieve, especially when I'm home all day by myself. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's fucked, man. It's so fucked, the idea that people are this fucking crazy. Yeah, just to, I don't know if it really was that guy, but, like, even if it wasn't, just to think that, Somebody. I don't know. I'm conflicted on it being the reverend. Um, just to believe that somebody would do that and then like wash their hands mm-hmm. and like mess prepare with food and just like be in the house while with the people that they just killed. Yeah. For no apparent reason and to like you know not have a reason. Of well, that's kind of like what the the Golden State dude did. He stayed in the house and he would return, he would make phone calls to his victims that he had um, raped. Like, to fuck with them even right, further. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just, people are so fucked, man. This is why I like my fish and my dog better. Because <laughs> yeah. at least not, I know what I'm getting. Yeah. It's Maggie May. So. Alright, well. Super. Isn't that so fun? Aren't you guys so glad you listened? <laughs> Something else to think about. <laughs> I need to go color. Like, damn, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm man. Need, like, oh, oh, God. Okay, so we're watching... Sierra's never seen The Good Dinosaur. So we started to watch it, and then I was like, we need to record. We got, like, four minutes into it. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? Um. <laughs> Only thing that's happened is he was born. That's it. <laughs> If you guys have not seen The Good Dinosaur, it is, it's a cute movie, but it's really sad. It's like the first 10 minutes of Up for the entirety of it. Like, it's, I don't know. I really just enjoy the name Arlo. I think it's just a really cute name. I don't know how I feel about it being so sad. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You're not mentally there. I am so not. your favorite, one of your favorite Disney movies is Meet the Robinson, and that movie is fucking heartbreaking. I think I cry every I time mean, because I'm adopted, and that just kind of like strings oh. a chord to me, yeah. you know? Goob is fucking depressing, yeah. and then he's like, why can't I be a member of your family? Oh my god, every single time I lose it. Like, tears coming, and I'm, I'm one, I'm not a very, like, I feel like I'm not a big crier, like, for everyday things, <laughs> for everyday things, for movies, I, you know, drop the hat, but, like, it's just, I don't know, okay, kids' yeah. movies, who would have thought, it's all right, right after, we just murder a bunch of people, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I didn't think of that, yeah, oh, all right, plug all the things, do yeah, it, yeah, we gotta get out of here, follow us on Facebook, 
and Instagram to get all the deets. Do it. And all the everything. Just do it. At Paranorm Podcast. Par- well, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. obviously. Why? Because, and that's why we drinks is A-T-W-W-D. So, like, well, I mean, it, we're, it could be PP, but I honestly don't think I could handle that emotionally. <laughs> um, <laughs> damn. Okay, so. Um, or it could not, for sure. It definitely 110% could not, because no. I am not adult enough to deal with that. No. All right, anyway, anyway. continue. Um, oh, geez. Um, find all the case information and sources and um, personal resources that are, we have for you. On our website, paranormalpodcast.com. You can contact us on there. We have a little thing where you can send us a message. Um, if you want to send us an email, paranormalpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us regular mail. Do um, it. I dare you. Podcast, uh, P.O. Box 1416, Monroe, Me North Carolina. and the USPS system are about to fight with the fucking P.O. Box, y'all. Uh, like they keep yeah. taking money out like five days before it's due and messing. No, not even that. It's like it, twenty-five days before it's due. Yeah, it really fucks with me. Even though they tell us they're gonna take it out on one day, and then they take it out five days earlier than that. Like it doesn't. It's make sense. terrible. Anyway, so Monroe, North Carolina, two eight one one one. Yes. Um. But yeah. So that is all of the things. I hope you guys have a good week. Um, I am going to have the week that I have. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and mine's going to be long. I'm just putting that out there already. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be here. Um, we get to go to my appointment at 8 o'clock in the morning in mm-hmm. Uptown Charlotte. Uh, well, we're going to get breakfast. We so are. We're going to go to this place called Landmark Diner. And if you guys are in the Charlotte area and you have not had the Landmark, I'm going to need you guys to scoot, what's, what's the thing? Scoot, scoot, and boogie? Yes, because holy fucking shit, it's delicious. Um, the dude from Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives went there, mm. so it's pretty good. It's legit. Um, all right, well, goodbye, everyone. Bye.